Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Siga la ruta durante 5 kilómetros. Hola y bienvenidos a otro episodio de Coffee Break Spanish, de En Marcha con Coffee Break Spanish. Hoy estamos en el coche, estamos en camino a Ronda, una ciudad a una hora y media de Málaga. Y vamos a conocer esta ciudad, vamos a hablar con la gente que vive allí, que trabaja allí y también que visita Ronda como ciudad turística. Es una ciudad muy interesante y también una ciudad muy importante. Ronda is, is very interesting from a, a geographical point of view because it sits at the top of the Tajo Gorge and there's actually a bridge that crosses the gorge and joins the old town to the new town. And uh, from a, a, a cultural point of view, it's also very interesting because it is the, said to be the birthplace of bullfighting. Now, I know that that can be a very controversial topic, but from the point of view of, of traditions and the, the history of the town, bullfighting is indeed very important. So we're hopefully going to be finding out a little more about that in this episode. Bueno, espero que os guste este episodio y pongámonos en marcha. A 200 metros habrá llegado al destino. Now, before we go on, I would like to pick up on one little thing that you may just have heard on the sat-nav. The most recent thing that you heard would be Ha llegado al destino. You have arrived, using the usted form, of course, at your destination. But did you hear what the earlier one said? Let's have a listen one more time. A 200 metros habrá llegado al destino. Okay, un poquito más despacio. A 200 metros habrá llegado al destino. So, at a distance of 200 meters, habrá llegado al destino. That is, you will have arrived at your destination. Because haber conjugates in different tenses, just like any other verb. So, the future tense of haber will be habré, habrás, habrá, habremos, habréis, habrán. So, in this example, habrá llegado al destino. You will have arrived at your destination. We're using the future tense of haber with the past participle, and this together gives us the future perfect tense. So we can take the future tense of haber and combine it with any past participle to give us I will have done something, you will have done something. Habré hecho mis deberes. I will have done my homework. Habremos comido la paella. We will have eaten the paella. So, habrá llegado al destino, you will have arrived at your destination. And of course, we have now arrived at our destination, Ronda. And, as usual, we headed first to the tourist office to find out what this beautiful hilltop town has to offer. I asked the lady in the tourist information office about what tourists can do in the town of Ronda. 
En Ronda se pueden visitar diferentes monumentos y museos. Se puede comenzar por la Plaza de Toros, continuar por el recorrido de miradores que hay justo detrás del Parador de Turismo y llegar al Puente Nuevo, que es el famoso puente de la ciudad, donde están las casas colgadas del tajo. Una vez pasen el puente, tienen una serie de palacios y casas, entre ellos Palacio de Mondragón, Palacio de Moctezuma, Casa de Don Bosco y también la Iglesia Principal, Santa María la Mayor. También contamos con una parte muy interesante de origen árabe, donde están las murallas, los baños árabes y las minas, que también son de la misma época. Y por último, una serie de museos temáticos, entre ellos Museo del Coleccionismo Lara, eh, Caza, Bandolero o también el Centro de Interpretación del Vino. Okay, there was lots in there. She suggested that we begin in the Plaza de Toros. That's actually where uh, the, the Tourist Information Office is, so in the square where the bullring is. And then continue along the path of viewpoints, miradores. So these are viewpoints where you can look out over the, the hills and the, uh, the surrounding countryside. And these are justo detrás del parador de turismo. Now, a parador is a sort of luxury hotel, and it's normally in some kind of historic building. It's been a converted historic building. So there are paradores all over Spain, and you can actually go from one to the other and have a, a very nice trip through different parts of Spain, going from parador to parador. So just behind the parador, uh, there are these uh, viewpoints, and you can also see the Puente Nuevo, the new bridge, which is the famous bridge of the, the town. And then after the bridge, she mentioned some uh, palaces and houses, and she named a few of these. She also spoke about the Arab origins of the, the town, and she mentioned the Banos Árabes, the Arab baths, and the, the walls, and also Las Minas, the mines, which are also from the same uh, period. I asked another question, and that concerned what the typical food of the region is. So let's have a listen to her answer here, and it may surprise you. El plato típico es el rabo de toro. La han escuchado bien. En la cola del toro. Y se preparan la mayoría de restaurantes. Pero también en los bares de tapas tenemos un montadito que se llama serranito, que está hecho con jamón, lomo, tomate y pimiento. So the typical dish is el rabo de toro, which is the, the, the bull's tail. And she also mentioned a tapa, so this is made with ham, with pork, tomato and pepper. Okay, now that we knew what we needed to see in Ronda, we headed off to explore and to chat to some people out and about in the town. <laughs> Estamos aquí con... Rita. Rita, ¿qué tal? Bien, yo muy bien. ¿Y usted? Muy bien, muy bien. Pues díganos, uh, acaba de llegar a Ronda, ¿no? Hace media hora aproximadamente. ¿Y qué tal le parece? Un pueblo muy bonito, muy turístico, eso sí, pero muy bonito. ¿De dónde es usted? Del norte de España. ¿Exactamente? De Galicia, pero vivo en Santander. Muy bien, entonces, ¿está de vacaciones? Sí, unos días. ¿Solo en Ronda o en otros? No, en Málaga, en este caso en Málaga. ¿Y qué le gusta de esta parte de España? Que no, no tiene nada que ver con la nuestra, mucho sol, muy diferente, la gente muy alegre, nada que ver. Pues nosotros somos escoceses, entonces sabemos exacto. más diferente. <risa> Pero desde el punto de vista meteorológico, estamos de acuerdo, ¿no? Sí, un poco de calor, pero para nosotros ahora queremos calor, que llueve mucho allí. Llueve mucho en el norte de España 
Y pues para nosotros también, de Escocia, llueve mucho en Escocia, entonces, let's see, a natural affinity. Okay, we also spoke to Vicente, who is from Marbella on the coast, and was up in Ronda for the day doing some business. ¿De dónde eres? De Marbella. ¿Y te gusta venir de vez en cuando a Ronda? Sí, me gusta mucho, muy bonita. ¿Por qué? Por las vistas, por ejemplo, que tenemos aquí, la gente que es muy amable y, bueno, y todo lo que es la serranía y el tajo de ronda y yo diría un poco que para mí Andalucía, en este caso, es maravillosa, maravillosa, es maravillosa, sí, especial. Muy bien, ¿Y, ¿y hablas andaluz? Sí, aunque soy de Madrid, ¿eh? <risa> Pero sí, 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 sí. Para nosotros nos cuesta un poco el, el acento de vez en sí, cuando. Sí, sí, nos comemos muchas heces y, y dependiendo de la zona, pues también, sí... Hay una, una diversidad, de, digamos, en la población muy cercana de un sitio a otro, en el que aquí se habla, un, digamos, un español muy, muy, muy fino y después estamos a, al otro extremo que es totalmente que ni yo mismo me entero de lo que dice, vamos, soy andaluz, no, no me entero de nada, vamos. Pues estoy muy contento de, de escuchar eso. Sí, 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 porque yo mismo, no, nosotros no nos enteramos muchas veces de lo... De lo que nosotros mismos decimos. Pues me alegro mucho. Muchas gracias. Nada, a ti. I said that nos cuesta un poco el acento andaluz de vez en cuando. Nos cuesta. It literally costs us a little. And that means we find it difficult. So me cuesta or nos cuesta. And if you have been struggling like us a little with these Andalusian accents, then perhaps it will be reassuring to hear that Vicente also struggles from time to time and he lives there. He says he's originally from Madrid but considers himself Andaluz. Yo soy Andaluz, he says. But no me entero de lo que dice la gente. I don't understand what people say. No me entero de nada. I don't understand a thing. And then he clarified this. Nosotros no nos enteramos muchas veces de lo que nosotros mismos decimos. So we don't even get sometimes what we're saying ourselves. So hopefully that is reassuring. Enterarse de algo is a useful verb. It can mean, like here, to understand, to comprehend. But it also can mean to discover. Uh, when you say, for example, me he enterado, I discovered que Miguel llega esta tarde, that Miguel is arriving this afternoon. So I realized, I discovered, I found out. And perhaps another use that could be useful from time to time is the expression te vas a enterar. Literally, you will find out or you're going to find out, but it's that kind of expression that could be used as a warning. You'll see, you'll soon see, te vas a enterar. Perhaps we should leave it there. One thing that you will find all over Ronda are buskers, people performing music in the streets. We spoke to the guitarist when he finished playing, and it turned out that he and his dog were from Argentina. So, a completely different accent for you here. ¿Tu perro se llama Tango? Sí, se llama Tango, sí. Un nombre muy, muy argentino. Muy argentino, muy, muy propio. A very appropriate name for his dog, Tango. I asked him how long he'd been playing the guitar for. Toco desde pequeño, pero como modo de vida hace ocho años. Bueno, ¿siempre tocas aquí en, en Ronda? Sí, desde hace un tiempo largo, unos siete años, que toco fijo en Ronda. Antes estuve dando vueltas por Europa también. 
Muy bien. ¿Y qué tipo de música tocas normalmente? Una mezcla de música clásica, algo popular, bossa nova, eh, aprendiendo algo de flamenco aquí en Andalucía. ¿Y algo de tango también? Sí, algunos tangos también. Muy bien. ¿Y vives aquí en, en Ronda desde hace mucho tiempo? Sí, vivo en Ronda desde hace ocho años que estoy en, en Ronda, eh, ahora con más frecuencia. Antes me iba eh, a Barcelona también. Muy bien, pues toca muy bien, muchas gracias. De nada. Here we are in Ronda. We have had a wander around and we are now outside the Plaza de Toros, the Plaza de Toros, which is the home of bullfighting. And we've been talking to some of the, the people who are visiting here and asking them their thoughts on, on bullfighting. Let's, let's listen to some of those opinions now. First of all, we spoke to Javier and Dolores, who were visiting Ronda on a day trip. ¿Habéis ya visitado el, la Plaza de Toros? Eh, no por dentro, no. No, 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 no por dentro, no por dentro. La cuestión de los toros y todo eso es un, es un tema un poco difícil. ¿Qué opináis vosotros? Es un tema muy controvertido. Eh, en mi caso, a mí los toros sí que me gustan, eh, aunque entiendo que pueda parecer eh, algo cruel para la gente que no los conoce o no los entiende. Sí, para mi, en mi caso, bueno, me gusta, es algo tradicional en España, lo respeto, pero también soy defensora de los animales y entiendo a todas las organizaciones que se ponen contra el toreo y contra, contra este tipo de espectáculos. Perhaps a couple of words about the vocabulary used here. El torero is the, well, perhaps in English we would call the toreador, but the word toreador in Spanish doesn't really exist. No one uses the word toreador. It's torero or matador. And the adjective for all of this is taurino or taurina. So, for example, you could describe Ronda as una ciudad taurina or un pueblo taurino. The lady in the tourist information office gave us a little more information on this. Ronda una ciudad taurino y de hecho el toreo a pie comenzó en esta ciudad. Entonces, como tradición, pues nosotros seguimos contando una vez al año con corridas y después el resto del año eh, pueden tener información taurina en el museo que está en la Plaza de Toros y también pueden visitar el edificio. Pero eh, ya el tema taurino y a favor o en contra, eso cada Persona eh, muy, muy personal, eh, opcional. Lo respeto, es una cosa muy española, pero no me gustan mucho los toros. Las He ido alguna, eh, pero no, no soy muy de taurina. As we were preparing for our visit to Ronda, it was Flora who was doing uh, the research on this particular town. So we're going to ask her some of the questions about Ronda. Flora, can you tell us a little bit the, the history of bullfighting here in Ronda? I can. We're standing just outside the Plaza de Toros in Ronda, which claims to be the oldest Plaza de Toros in the whole of Spain. Um, it was originally founded in 1572 as a, an equestrian school for the Spanish aristocracy. And I just wonder if our listeners can work out what 1572 would be in Spanish. 1572. Okay, it's always good to check your dates because it's a good practice for numbers. Yep. That's right. There's a, a bit of a legend about this whole bullfighting thing, isn't there? Yes, so when I was doing my research, I found out that, as we know, it had been used as an equestrian centre where the Spanish aristocracy trained to fight and also to ride on horseback. And during one of these fights, legend has it that a spectator named Francisco Romero jumped into the crowd and brought out his hat to act as what would now be the cape. And this was kind of taken on and mixed with the the bullfighting that used to happen in the streets of Spain 
and generations down the line, Pedro Romero was born. He was a direct descendant of Francisco Romero. That was his grandfather. He's arguably the most famous Spanish bullfighter in Spain because it was from him that modern Spanish bullfighting was born. So the idea of, of bullfighting, in, in a sense, has always been present in, in Spanish culture. But the, the actual ceremony of a bullfight in the traditional way, that was what was born here in, in Ronda. Yes, that's right. Something very interesting about bullfighting is that there's a lot of ceremony behind each of the bullfights. There are costumes, there's almost ballet-like movements with the cape. Um, some of the costumes have been designed by world-famous fashion designers like Armani, for example. So it really is quite an occasion. And obviously from the, the people we've spoken to, there are differing opinions about this. But the, the one thing that everyone seems to agree on is the fact that it is, is a key part of tradition here in, in this part of Spain. Indeed, all over Spain. Yeah, from the people we've spoken to, it seems that they're all, they are actually all very proud of the tradition, even if they then go on to say that they don't necessarily agree with it. It is something that they acknowledge as part of their culture. But it is true that it's a very controversial topic in Spain, uh, especially in the past few decades. Bullfighting is undoubtedly a, a polemic issue, una cuestión polémica, muy polémica. Pero el escritor uh, Ernest Hemingway ha dicho algo muy interesante sobre esto. ¿Qué, qué ha dicho Flora? Ha dicho, I'm going to say it in English because he wrote it in English. He said, anything capable of arousing passion in its favor will surely raise as much passion against it. So there you have it in the words of Ernest Hemingway. You really do encounter everything here in Ronda. We've come across a Cantabrian uh, musician who's brought his bagpipes with him and a tour group following him. So I think the tour group has actually brought their own musician with them to entertain them because they're all dancing and singing in the streets. Fantastic. Que bien. Now, just as we are getting ready to leave Ronda, we're going to do one more thing, and that is drive over the bridge and round it to we'll basically go down the hill so that we can look up at the bridge and the gorge and get a, a little photo to put on the website. Entonces, estamos casi listos para terminar este episodio. Esperamos, claro, que os haya gustado. Of course, if you are already signed up to the premium version of En Marcha, then you'll already have access to the bonus materials, which include the transcript. So you'll be able to follow all the conversations with the transcripts and vocabulary. There's a vocabulary list. And there's also our exercise pack, which will give you some practice of some of the expressions and the grammar points that have been covered in this episode and of course, don't forget also the language study episode where Anne and I talk through some of that language and help you understand things and give you further practice. All of that is part of the premium version of Enmarta. And if you haven't yet signed up, you can find that at coffeebreaktravels.com. Bueno, ya está un episodio muy interesante. Hemos hablado con mucha gente, mucha gente interesante, mucha gente, muchos turistas que estaban visitando Ronda, como nosotros. También hemos hablado un poco con la gente que vive y trabaja en Ronda. Y esto también ha sido muy interesante. Hemos hablado también de esa cuestión 
algo polémica uh, la cuestión taurina como se dice the whole issue of bullfighting and, and we had some interesting answers from the, the various people we spoke to and in the words of Hemingway anything capable of arousing passion in its favour will surely raise as much passion against it and with that we will say muchas gracias y hasta la próxima con En Marcha con Coffee Break Spanish venga hasta luego You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.